Listening Dog Media. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, overplayed by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Offside Rule. We get it. Brought to you by a Wolves fan, a Manchester United fan, and a Liverpool fan. Hello and welcome to the Offside Rule, we get it, and it's our first World Cup special, Kate Borsay. Do you, know, do you know where we are, everyone? We're in the Brazilian embassy, we're on a sofa in reception, so apologies if, if the audio is a little bit scatty today, but it's very exciting. There's caipirinhas, there's Brazil flags made out of jelly bellies, it's like, it's like the ultimate party here, it's brilliant. It's brilliant, and we were in Trafalgar Square earlier as well, where it's Brazilian day, it was such good fun, um, but we have to admit that the day ran away with slightly and of course neither of us want to miss the opening game of the World Cup Brazil versus Croatia. We certainly don't what a great game to kick things off and I'll be watching it closely. I hope Brazil don't get nervous in front of a big occasion (laughs) No, we might when we're out in Brazil (laughs) after all the reports I'm reading Wow, I'm a little bit scared Kate Borsay I think we've just got to keep a lid on it We head out to Brazil folks in a few days time Our first destination is Sao Paulo Not loving what's in the news at the moment there, but hey, hopefully everything will be sorted out by the time we get there. It's a World Cup. It's in Brazil. We're going to embrace it and we can't wait. Um, The next few podcasts we will be bringing you from Brazil, but this one we start our World Cup journey in London. And uh, I want to start with a bit of reflection because all the team squads have been whittled down slightly over the last few weeks. Um, Some big names missing from this World Cup. Big surprises. So let's start by talking about who one player that we're going to really miss at this World Cup, who we thought we might be seeing in the flesh. One player I thought I might be seeing who I was interested to keep an eye open for, Giuseppe Rossi, Italian. He didn't make the final cut. He was in the 30-man squad, but Prandelli left him out. He was injured this season. And this is the gamble, isn't it, for injured players? Will they be fit in time and will they be back to their pre-injury form? His pre-injury form was brilliant, Linz. 14 goals in 17 matches for Fiorentina. I would love to have seen him at this World Cup just to see what he can offer the Italian side. Maybe it's a good thing that he's not playing for Italy. He missed out on the World Cup in 2010 because of injury, so I do feel a bit sorry for him, and I would have liked to have seen him there. Two quick names to chuck in. Alvaro Negredo for Spain. I'm really interested to see if he could uh, make the mark with that one, but he hasn't. And, of course, Falcao. Injured. It's not his fault. Failed to find fitness after 
after picking up a knee injury, I think it was in January. Watch out, though, for Jackson Martinez. More on him later. There are some big names missing. I think we've both gone for different choices. Um, but I think the thing that we could take for granted is that we both thought that we'd be seeing form players mm. going to the World Cup. So in their respective leagues, if they've done really well, we thought they'll be there. And one such player is Samir Najri for Manchester City. Manchester City won the Capital Cup. They won the Premier League title, second time in three years. And he was pivotal to that. He provided many assists. He got some crucial goals as well this season. And I can't believe that France have not got him in in the squad a real linchpin of a midfielder he could have been a real pivotal part of that side Didier Deschamps deciding to leave him out now he has got a bad reputation it doesn't seem to follow him at Manchester City he seems to be managed pretty well there but um, he is meant to be disruptive influence in the dressing room certainly around France or has been in the past so I think that is the reason for his exclusion one thing that he can sort of certainly enjoy it's all gone quiet because of course it's all building up to the game behind us um, one of the things that he can enjoy is the fact that he's got a new five-year contract at Manchester City so he'll be having that as a little bit of comfort but I don't know whether it'll be enough missing out on the World Cup he would have been a very useful tool for France to have in their kit but but like you say his attitude and I I wouldn't call him a main main man for City this this season I don't think he's you know he's he's often come off the bench or he's often started sporadically so although he's a miss for me and I would like to see what he could do on the world stage it's not the end of the world for me personally I'm really going to miss him, Kate. That's why I chose him. Um, let's go over to a quick interview then that I did earlier on this week with Martin Keown. And it's good to get a pundit's view, isn't it, as to what mm. he thinks about the World Cup. And we were talking ahead of the England versus Italy game. I'm Gary Neville, and you're listening to the Offside Rule. I'm sat in what can only be described as Little Venice, but in Edgware Road, ahead of the Italy game. And I'm joined by Martin Keown. Thank you very much for joining the Offside Rule. Pleasure. Um, I want to start off, I think the best place to start is how you think England are going to do in this World Cup. Well, everyone gets asked that question and the most, all that matters is the first match. It really is. You're just preparing, you've arrived now in Rio, you're getting used to your surroundings, you're away from your support network, you know, everyone's looking around for an indication, are they going to play? Is it me, Roy, is it someone else? I think he's a good communicator, our manager. I think he's ready as much as anybody else for this tournament. And, you know, you look at it as a pundit now and say, yeah, the quarterfinals is, is definitely achievable. And then the big boys start coming in. It could get tough. But we shouldn't really be frightened of the Italians, other than the fact that they were there last summer. And they're, they're quite used to the surroundings. And it is very hot, very humid. It's a little bit different. The grass is different. The ball won't move in the same way. So there's all that to think about. But it's get, about getting yourself right now, preparing. And, and you have to love it. You, have to, you can't fear it when, it when it comes round. Just embrace it all and hope that it goes well for you. We've had the friendly against Peru at Wembley and we've had two warm-up games in Miami. As a pundit, what have you learned from those experiences of watching that game? Well, there's options available in the final third. Miss Sterling, I think he's, uh, you know, he's uh, by not playing, he's, he's an even better player. I really like the look of him. Ross Barkley and Jack Wiltshire, the way they performed at the weekend together that could be the future for England and Barkley he was finding space naturally he's a, he's a gifted footballer they both are and they look for one another so I, I like those sort of partnerships and combinations which could be there for the future I like Lalana. Uh, he's a wonderful footballer just he just enjoys having the ball and he's a way that he can just sort of feather the ball from one foot to the other very silky uh, he's a natural footballer and that's going to be perfect in those sorts of climates you want people who want the ball you've got to keep it 
But Wayne Rooney is the player that we're we're asking now to you know turn up the volume, and we need to protect him as well going into this tournament. He's a big, big player for us, and now we need a big performance. We'll come back to England in just a moment, but something we've been discussing on the offside rule is players that will miss at the World Cup. Obviously, the, the squads have been whittled down now. We've got 23 men. We've got people that aren't going to be playing who we expected to, like Tevez, for instance. Who are you going to miss not seeing at this World Cup? Wow, I'm not, I'm not even giving it any consideration. But I feel that any player that is denied the opportunity to play in the biggest tournament in world football is it's a big shot. I think Ribery is one that was probably the best of, all the, of the quality players that is not going to make it. You're going to have Ronaldo there, you're going to have Messi, and Ribéry was probably the next one in, in line. So that's the biggest loss, probably. Lots of people muting about um, Messi and that this could be his big World Cup this time round. Um, it was an interesting move for Tevez not to go along. Do you think Argentina are going to be one of those teams that will get through to the semis, perhaps the final? Argentina have got, like unbelievable front players in, in their team it's just uh, incredible not only Messi but you know you look across there and you think well they're going to have to be successful it's their defence that worries me you know Di Michele's, is now injured at the moment he's in, he's in the squad he did very well for Man City at the end of the season but I can't feel that you know I look around their defence and it's a problem for them they're, they're going to feel that they're so good going forward that you know if we score enough goals then it doesn't matter how many we concede so that's going to be their, their approach I'm really interested to see how Messi does. I mean, to be called truly, truly great, and now he is. There's no doubt about it. But if you look at the likes of Pele, what did he win? Three World Cups. You know, this is his third World Cup now, um, and he's done nothing in the in the matches that he's played in. Uh, so we're really looking for him. Surely this is going to be this could be the Messi World Cup. I don't think it will be the Ronaldo World Cup because he's not got the support necessary to do it. But Argentina have a real chance, a real threat to win it. I have to say, they are the team that I'm tipping. But going away from that, no European team has won in South America. Uh, do you see any of Europe outperforming what they have done in the past? Well, Germany looks strong. They look good. You can't discount Germany. You know, you look at Belgium, um, great individual players, but that's what they are. I don't think they're really playing as a team. I've watched a lot of their friendly matches, covering them in the tournament. Uh, so that would be interesting to see how Belgium can go because they are they're in a good side of the draw and if they do well they can push through the tournament but I think you really it's, I'm struggling to look beyond Brazil and I know as it gets closer there's a lot of pressure on these players but watching them last year the way that they were with Neymar particularly Oscar's getting a lot of stick at the moment Willian is, is, is probably the, the public want him to play but if they, you know, I think their manager, I talk about managers and I started this interview when I was talking about Roy, I think the manager plays a huge part and we underestimate that. And if, you, if, you, if you're made to feel that you're the number one player, I, was, I think I was hearing their story about Alan Shearer going into the Euros in 96. Everyone was questioning him, he hadn't scored for a long time. But Terry Venables had pulled him privately and said, no, you're my player, you're going to play. And you can't underestimate good management. So Scolari for me is top of the tree. He's, he's won this before and, I, and they're on home soil. And they are an outstanding team to watch, no, let me tell you. Where are you watching all the World Cup games? Well, I'm on transit. I'm, I'm, I'm over in, in Brazil, but I'm, I'm going to about nine matches to begin with. So I'm flying all over the place. Um, I'm hoping to grab some of the England matches as well. But, you know, you just have to embrace the tournament. It's, it becomes about airports and about getting through the media centres, you know, all around the grounds. It's a huge carnival of football. It's like being in a sweet shop if you're a kid. So, you know, I can't wait for it to start. So any tips for two girls going out to Brazil as football fans, going to a few games? Any tips? Well, listen, just enjoy it. Enjoy the experience, you know. 
don't stay out late at night. Although the security that surrounds these tournaments is really quite incredible. Went to South Africa last year, not a hint of problems or trouble. And I knew that club, country had quite a reputation. So no, I was there in the Confederation Cup and I know there were problems. And you, there is a level of poverty there that and sort of lack of equality that you'll see, which is, 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 is a worry. But for the tournament itself, you, you won't see better. They love their football. They're dooting their horns first, day, first thing in the morning every day that the national team play. is a public holiday. If there's a game in their area, it's, you know, they get a couple of days off because the traffic is, is so mad and so intense. So, you know, hold on to your hat when you're there, but you'll have a great time. Let's finish with England and we've both, myself and Kate, chosen players who we think will shine for England. So which player do you think will shine? Well, Steven Gerrard is, is our talisman. He is a player that could play in every single position on the pitch. I'd be happy to see him play right wing if, if necessary, if, if there were 10 players better than him in other positions. So he'll, he'll be the star player. We need to keep him fit, of course. And then it might be one of the youngsters. It might be Sterling that suddenly scores a goal like maybe John Barnes scored all those years ago. Some, you know, goes on an incredible run. It's there. It's, football is like childlike for people and you have to have a dream and a hope. And I think with youngsters, they give us that going into the tournament. So really, I'm optimistic, I'm realistic. And I think England can really pull a few surprises in this one. Interesting you didn't mention Ross Barkley. A few people muting that he might be the player that emerges from this World Cup. Likening him to Gaza, someone you played with, do you see that? Yeah, I can see that. You know, he's just not had... Um, he's had one good season. You know, Martinez was fantastic for him because, you know, Moyes saw the talent, never played him regularly, went out on loan. The timing was perfect for both manager and player. He took off. Uh, he's a great talent. He was in and out through the season, let's not forget, but he's one of those that might just be a better player as an international than he is even at club level. So I'd, I'd love to have him on the bench to bring him on, and I'm sure he'll have a big effect in this tournament. With it being a sort of 14-man squad now in terms of you know every game you're going to use your subs, yeah. But we, it's great to have more than one talent. Usually it's just one or two players we're talking about. We've now got four or five that can turn a game for us. Martin, thanks very much for joining us. If we see you out there, maybe you can join us for a bit of samba dancing. Oh, yes. Thank you. <laughs> Doesn't look very convinced by that. <laughs> no. <laughs> Thanks very much. Breaking news, everyone. Stand by your beds. This is Jim White. You can download the Offside Rule podcast this very day. That was an interview with Martin Keown, who was speaking on behalf of official England supporter WilliamHill.com. And you know what? They've got England rated at 25 to 1 to win the World Cup, Cape say. Um, let's go straight on into England territory. How do we think England are going to do? I actually think we'll be lucky to make it out of the group stage. I know that, that, that you're wanting them to go a bit further, but I think we've just got to concentrate on first things first. It frightens me that a few months ago, everyone was very cautious about England, and that suits me and my personality. What's happening now? This World Cup fever, this England have got a chance, England could, England could make the quarterfinals. I don't like it, Linz. It scares me, because the weight of expectation is no good for our team, and we know that. The whole joy of Hodgson and the joy of a rejuvenated team was that... Well, well, it was supposed to be that no one was expecting anything. And now it feels like people are expecting things. Ross Barkley, well, I tell you what, he's got to come out of that tournament a superhero, isn't he? Because anything less means that he'll get slated, his confidence will go, and he'll be talked about in 
bracketed terms before every tournament. I don't think that's going to happen. They're not going to slate him if he has a bad tournament. People are people are basing this kind of World Cup fever, this excitement about the English team, around really young players, and I get that. But it's too much for Ross Barkley for everyone to be tipping him for success. It's too much for Raheem Sterling. Also, we've got to look at the Gerrards. We've got to look at the constants in that side and hope first and foremost that we get out of the group stage. If we get out the group stage, I want us to qualify second so that when we're in Rio, Lindsay, yes, please, we can go to the Maracanã and watch that second round game. If we do that, I'll be chuffed. I think, I think we'll be lucky to make the quarterfinals. I'm a little bit more optimistic. I'm going for quarterfinals. But also, you've witnessed firsthand my passion for England. And we're all passionate England supporters. But I know that you retell this story about when I ripped the poster off the wall because they had a bad performance in the last major tournament. Um, I do have a fiery side to me, um, offside rule audience. Um, but usually around England. But now it's doubly as bad because earlier on, we picked out adopted teams out of a hat. And who did I get, Kate will say? England. I did, and it was a complete fluke. Uh, Kate will say, by the way, got Holland. Pretty pleased with that, I have to say. Pretty pleased. I'm going to go quarterfinals for England. I do think that the youth that we have, although there's pressure on them, they're going to get some results for us. I think certainly in that opening game um, against Italy, Italy are slow starters notoriously anyway in tournaments, and I think someone like Raheem Sterling or Adam Lallana could really punish them. So you're 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 <laughs> grabbing your hands. I'm thinking I'm thinking at least a draw against Italy. I'm thinking a draw would be a good result against Italy, but only for the fact that we just need to contain each other. We need to contain Pirlo. We know all about Pirlo from that quarterfinal at Euro 2012 where he ran the game. We were lucky to go to extra time. We were even luckier to go to penalties and we missed out. It's about watching your Balotelli's as well, isn't it? And watching that. I think we've got to go contained. We've got to go steady. We've got to go for a passing game. We've got to mimic the way the South Americans play. And I'm laughing at this because this is an England team after all. And then if we need a bit of pace, we inject some towards the end. Or, alternatively, we get the pace in there early, we get the goal and we contain it. It's all in the setup. Um, considering this is going out just before the England-Italy game, we hope you enjoy it. But also for those of you listening after that match, maybe we, we jinx them. Who knows? Um, let's go on to how you think the overall tournament will go. Who do you think will win overall? I'm going for Brazil all the way. The host nation, look at what happened to them during the Confederations Cup. Big Phil is in charge again. And we saw from them winning the Confederations Cup last year uh, exactly what momentum can do and playing to a home crowd. We know there's been loads of social, political issues around this tournament. It's time for the public to get behind Brazil and for the Brazil football team to show the public why the country is hosting the tournament, to remind people, it's such an old cliche, but I'm going to go with it, it's all about the game. It's all about the game of football. It's what happens on the pitch, folks. There are some look, there are some important arguments that have gone on off the pitch, and I'm not excusing any of those. But I just think with Big Phil in charge, remember that he's been there before in charge of Brazil in 2002 when they won that tournament. They've got a fantastic selection of players, whether we're looking at, a at Neymar, Oscar, Thiago Silva in defence, of course. Such an exciting lineup. Brazil! <laughs> I'm also going for a South American team. I think it will be Brazil versus Argentina in the final. Mm. And I think Argentina, with all the pressure then heaped on Brazil to win in their home country, 
I think Argentina might just be able to pounce on that. I think it will be a tournament for Lionel Messi. I think he's really due a good tournament. Um, it's what he's been preparing for. He's not been as active in La Liga, but for a reason, because I think with Barcelona, they were very aware that he wanted to, to go on to this World Cup and do the thing on his CV that he's yet to have done, really, which is have a storming tournament. I love the way that you say Lionel. Lionel Messi. I know, I know think about Lionel Richie. Yeah. Lionel, isn't it? Well, Lionel, yeah. I don't think he's back to form yet. I, and I know you think that he's saving himself, as you've just said. The weight of expectation, if there's ever a tournament that he's got to do it, especially with the absence of Carlitos as well, you know, Carlos Tevez, then this is the one for him. I'm just not convinced that Messi's hit that peak. Maybe he'll do it by the time the final comes, if Argentina get there, but I'm just not completely convinced about Messi. OK, well, we usually have a foreign expert on each of our podcasts. We're not going to do that on every single World Cup special. We are going to hook up with a Brazilian expert. Mm. That's a little teaser for you coming from Brazil. And that's not a waxing expert, by the way. That's actually a Brazilian <laughs> person. Although I could do with them before we go. Um, however, I have got Kate Partridge, um, who happens to be with us today. Um, she's back from all Bundesliga duty. But we're going to use your expert from coming from Russia and being our Bundesliga expert this year. Hello, Kate. Hello, girls. Um, good to have you sitting by here, holding on to our drinks for us. Um, we want to utilise you and tell us who you think is going to be a big miss, going on from an earlier topic, who's going to be a big miss for Germany and Russia. Well, everybody's tipping, as well as you two girls, for Brazil and Argentina in the final. But I have to say that, and I would say this being the Bundesliga expert, but I'd really like to see Germany up there. They have a fantastic record. They're three-time winners, they're three-time runners-up. But the last time that they actually won it was in 1990 when they were West Germany. But now I think is the opportunity for a Northern Hemisphere team to shine, and now I think is their chance. However... Joachim Ler's team, they have had a couple of key injuries. Lars Bender, the Bayer Leverkusen midfielder, was out. And now, of course, Marco Royce has also been injured. And they haven't called up any midfield replacements. What they've done is they've called up a defender, uh, Skodran Mustafi. He's coming in as a replacement. Because, according to Joachim Ler, our quality in the position behind the strikers is very high. And listen to the kind of players that they can have that are there as, as somebody who can fill in. We have Lukas Podolski, Andrei Schürrler, Mario Goetze, Thomas Müller, Mesut Ozil. This Julian is great. Who are you going to miss? <laughs> so they're not going to be missing anybody. And this is why I am tipping Germany to go through and actually break their duck, be the first Germany, all-time Germany, to be the first World Cup winners. I love how Kate Partridge listens to my questions. So who are you going to miss as well from each side? But you're tipping Germany to win. But from Germany and from Russia, there are the players that you're going to miss at the World Cup. OK, players that I'll miss at the World Cup... <laughs> I am going to miss Marco Royce. I think Marco Royce was a late and also a bit of a sad omission because he's a player that so many people were looking forward to watching him play. But moving on to Russia, I think they have a really significant loss in the fact that they are losing their captain. Roman Shirokov is one of those kind of guys that lights up fans' opinions as well as his own teammates. He's a very intelligent, he's a shrewd player, he's a midfielder that's deep-lying, he likes to break forward, he's 41-cap experience, 12 goals in his own right, he likes to set up other people... And, of course, he was one of these players that, that was looking forward to leading the country. Capella had a lot of faith in him, Fabio Capello, to take Russia forward. Russia had a fantastic 2008 Euros. Everybody thought that this was the team to go forward. And then they had a very disappo disappointing following Euros, Euro 2012.
they were booed across the country. Now is the time for Russia to actually shine. So Shirakov will be out. They've called up a player called Pavel Magilievets, who is from Rubin Kazan. He has very little experience, only one cap. He's going to be coming in as a replacement. Shame for Shirakov, but there are other plenty of good Russian players to come through. Vasily Berezutsky, he will probably take the armband. He was the skipper when... Russia played Morocco recently in Moscow in the friendly where they won 2-0. He also scored the opening goal. So a bit of blow for Russia, but they're still optimistic that they can go through. And before we go, Kate, let's just have one final chat about a player that we think will shine at this World Cup. We can pick anyone from any of the teams. Who have you opted for? Okay, well, for me now, unfortunately, River is out of the French squad. Also, similar to Marco Royce, another really unfortunate story to break just before the World Cup. I'm going to go for Antoine Griezmann, French player. Look out for him now that River is out. He'll be doing, trying to do what Ribéry does so well in that French team. Now, note that I said, Kate say we had the choice of any team, any player at Brazil 2014, and we've both gone for a French player. <laughs> Yeah, we have. have. (laughs) Um, I've gone for Paul Pogba. Um, I just think this might be his tournament. He's already been muted at um, making a return to Manchester United. Only 21 years old. At Juventus, back-to-back titles. Very impressive form out in Italy. He faces some stiff competition against Suzoko for a place in the squad, in fairness. But I think if he's given a shot, he'll keep that place. He'll impress. Paul Pogba, for me, is the one to watch. I mentioned it earlier, so I'll just recap now as well. Jackson Martinez for Colombia. Now that Falcao's out, he's the guy to have a look at. You weren't happy with us both having French, were No, I wasn't, basically. <laughs> uh, 20 goals for Porto this season. Really exciting young talent. Kate Partridge is giving me a huge thumbs-up Facebook style. Uh, so watch out for him. Lovely stuff. Uh, We'll leave our very first World Cup podcast there. Thank you very much for listening. And remember, we're going to have loads of content. There's loads up already on the website, a guide to every single team in the competition, courtesy of some of our brilliant bloggers. Go to offsiderulepodcast.com. Also, we're going to have videos this time going up on our YouTube page. If you've not found our YouTube page yet, go and have a look on the internet. It's the Offside Rule TV account. Uh, We're going to have videos up there. There'll be more that you'll hear from us as well. Um, And we actually fly out next week so the next time you hear from us we were going to be in brazil absolutely so if you want to see us in the flesh in brazil getting up to all kinds of misdemeanors probably knowing myself and Lindsay, uh, look out for that youtube channel and just to say as well we've got uh, daily analysis of each upcoming match if you want some vital stats as well as some tips on how to get around some of the teams if you're not so knowledgeable about the world cup daily reports on the website about all of that day's games we'll give those a plug as well on our twitter account at offside rule pod and speaking of misdemeanors we'll leave it on a cliffhanger if only they all knew what the lengths i'd gone to today to get a brazilian flag eh (laughs) (laughs) the laughter says it all bye folks there is video evidence by the way (laughs) you keep that to yourself the female take on football